Guys, I am in the spirit because the best time of year is upon us. No, it's not Christmas, you silly gooses. The NFL season is back. That means no halftime with preseason football and regular football is back. That's what we've been waiting for, right? I mean, I know I've been enjoying the basketball and baseball and stuff, but some guys were just waiting for football. Well, your chance is now. We have a special deal. When you sign up, after you download it on the Apple Store or the uh, go to you know nohalftime.com and you get yourself the app, when you actually register, when you use CLOCK, C-L-O-C-K, at registering, you'll get $10 instantly in your account. Instantly, because I love y'all. And I want to give back. So you go ahead and you download it now. This is DFS, Daily Fantasy Sports, player versus player. Not draft the whole team, pray at night, and hope that every single guy comes across as a winner for you. This is player versus player. Challenge your friends. Challenge your family. Tell them, look, me versus you, my player versus your player. Head up. Let's see who's really better at this fantasy stuff. Get it now, guys. Nohalftime.com. Guys, this is how you can support Clock Dodgers, Fantasy Sports, and DFS all in one shot. We're talking about killing three birds, one stone. Matter of fact, I hate animal cruelty, so we need to figure out something else for that. If you got suggestions, let me know. Welcome to the Clock Dodgers Podcast. I am your host, Neil, and my guest today actually had me as a guest on his podcast recently, which off the top just kind of lets you know how questionable his decision making is. But besides that, he's a good dude. You know, he enjoys talking about fantasy football like the rest of us. So I do want to welcome to the show Nick from the Sleeper Wire Podcast. How's life treating you, man? Hey, man. Thanks for having me on. Uh, I'm doing well. I, You know, I did question why I wanted to come on here, but I was like, eh, it's free exposure. So I thought, why not? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Works for me, man. Works for me. Um, so I do appreciate, you know, you coming on today. Um, I'm going to kind of, you know, run you through the gauntlet um, of listener questions and then the, the fantasy trade blackjack, foul or no foul. So you're going to kind of get that full clock dodgers immersion here. Um, uh, you sure you can handle all that, man? I, I mean, I don't want to... I don't want to push you into the deep end straight out the gate. Listen, I'm sure you've you've listened to my show and you know all the hosts that I deal with. If I can put through put myself through that and deal with them, I'm sure I'll be able to handle what you All have. right. Hey, all right, man. You know, there's no turning back now, so we're in. Um, all right, let's do it. <laughs> before we get into listener questions, um, I did because we're um, dealing with uh, preseason football right now. Um, I just wanted to kind of talk about it really quick and kind of get your view on things, my view on things. Um, as far as preseason football is concerned, and um, not necessarily just about you know you know your team favorite team status or anything like that, but just fantasy football wise, um, I'm, I'm curious you know your angle on it. Um, some people say don't put any stock into it. It's it's pointless. Um, it has no true effect on on the games once the regular season starts. Um, you know, guys can be great in preseason and not be uh, even a um, effective at all in the regular season. Um, so when you when you're watching preseason games, how, how do you take it? Like, how, how do you you know are you moving guys up and down the draft board? Are you looking at sleepers or are you just like eh whatever? Uh, you know, it's very interesting to think about preseason. It's one of those. Uh conversations that a lot of a lot of us analysts have like where does it matter does it not and, and the way i stand on it is i feel that you know you you got to look at 
sections of the game. You know, obviously the first few drives are the most important, especially for the first couple of weeks. Uh, you're not really going to see uh, what you're going to see during the season with preseason. I mean, like you said, we've seen a lot of guys uh, go into preseason. They show some great promise. You're like, oh, look at that sleeper. I mean, you got to get this guy. And it usually turns out to be a bust. I mean, I don't really recall that many uh, studs coming out of preseason to, to light it up during regular season. Um, but with that being said, I mean, they, they, there's been some good stuff going on uh, the past couple of weeks in preseason, some things that uh, – you know, I, I like from the from this uh, this past week so far. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you can't. No, no nobody can really say it's completely pointless. Obviously, injuries happen, um, and mm-hmm. and my and my big thing that I look for is I do look to see if guys flash because when they flash, it does show you that they have um, you know ability if they're given the opportunity. Um, you know, we're looking at some guys who aren't going to get the opportunity really this maybe this season or this upcoming season. But um, <clears throat> when it comes to you know. Um, guys flashing or even even guys in new systems I think it's important to kind of recognize or, or guys with new quarterbacks and stuff like that to kind of uh, see if the offensive line is gelling so I feel like there is something important to see um, no you don't want to put you know 100% stock into it you don't have to do that but um, I feel like it, it is you know there is something to recognize there and at least you know give some credit to, um, but you don't have to go crazy um, and go all gung-ho about it. I think that's where you, people get burned when, you know, they see a guy flash that you, like, you didn't know or you never heard of, and you're like, oh, he's going to be a stud, and then, you know, you draft him early or something, and then he busts for you, and that's kind of where you get burned. But I think you have to, do, you know, pay some, some attention to it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, week three is probably the most important, as many people know, just because you do see the starters. You see more of the play, uh, the playbook going on on the field. Um, so it gives you a little bit of a taste of what you can expect to see during the season. Maybe not full full blown, but it, it's it's a big taste though you get in week three. So I'm excited for next week. Uh, I don't really put much of my stock though in these past couple of weeks of preseason. Yeah, yeah, I know. I, I've had you know I, I'm a Raider fan as you know, and there's even been mm-hmm. a, I think it was I forget what I think it was the se- it was a season the Seahawks actually won the Super Bowl. I think it was um, I forget which year that was a couple years ago. Um, the Raiders in the preseason like crushed them, like blew them out of the water. Um, the Raiders end up going like four wins, and the, and the, and the Seahawks <laughs> win the Super Bowl, right? So I mean, yeah. it doesn't mean anything in the grand scheme of things as far as that goes. But I do think you know in, individual players are, are at least worth paying some attention to. Um, so. So there, I mean, like I said, people are going to vary on that. You know, some people are going to totally disagree with us. Some people are going to agree, but it is what it is. I, like I said, I, I put a little bit of stock into it, but nothing crazy. Um, now, I, I do want to get into listener questions. We got a bunch of good ones. Um, I, I, you know, I, I like the listener questions because they never disappoint, right? Um, they always bring the heat on the questions. They always bring these, you know, hard questions to deal with. But the reason I like them is because... You know, when, when you when you ask for people to submit questions, um, whether it's on Twitter, um, Fancy Life app, Sleeper Bot, all, all these places, um, social media, message boards, um, you, you kind of get a sense of, you know, what's going on, like, right, like what's floating around across fantasy football as far as what are people's concerns, you know, who are the players that are hot right now, it kind of gives you a, a general idea. Um, so I always like to, to do this, and um, I want to thank everybody again for who, who sends in questions here. Um, so the first one we have is from um, a gentleman named at Blake two two uh, Blake B two two one on the Fantasy Life app, and uh, he wants to know if we think um, Greg Olson 
will finish as the number one tight end in fantasy football. And he kind of prefaces it by saying that, um, you know, Gronk is going to be Brady-less for four games. Um, Reed could possibly miss time, you know, due to injuries, since that's kind of been his thing right now. Um, you got you got some guys like Barnage and stuff who who were, you know, pretty pretty damn good last year, but, you know, they may not be the focal points of their offense. So is it possible? I mean, can, can, can Greg Olson really be the number one tight end in fantasy football this year? Are you sure this isn't under the foul or no foul segment? Of, uh... <laughs> well, well, he did kind of send it there a little bit. You know, sometimes okay. people sometimes people send me you know foul or no fouls or just questions in general. <laughs> I like to swap them around and stuff. So it kind of was under that. But do you think it's possible? Uh, no, no, uh, I don't. I don't. I, I not that I'm saying he won't finish possibly top five, but I don't think it's it's number one. Um, because you got to think whether it's Brady or Garoppolo throwing, and I think. Even though we don't take much stock out of what we see in preseason, Garoppolo looked very good this past uh, this past Thursday night against my Chicago Bears, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, but but you got to think, Gronk is the weapon there. He is the guy that that is going to be relied on. I mean, you see a lot of quarterbacks who come in that don't have a lot of time experience going into the game, and who do they target most? They target tight ends. And when you have the best tight end in the league right now, in Gronk. That's who you're going to. That's who you're looking for down the field. Uh, you know, so even without Brady, I think Gronk still finishes number one. Uh, but I agree Jordan Reed is definitely still an injury risk. So, And my other thing is, now, there were reports about Calvin Benjamin kind of uh, having some conditioning issues. So that concerns me about him. But that's another subject entirely. So I can see Greg Olson still being a main contributor there due to that. Because what, what else do they have? Ted right. Funches. I mean, these are guys. Ted Ginn is is just, you know, he he is sometimes in the right spot, and that's just because maybe he's lucky. If, I mean, he, if he holds on to it. <laughs> yeah, if he holds on to it, exactly. So, no, I don't I don't think Greg Olson will finish as a, as a number one tight end this season. Okay, yeah, I mean, and let, shout out to Blake. You know, I'm, I don't want people to think that he's saying this is going to happen. He was just kind of curious. And, um, you know, I, I agree with you, though. Um, I say no. Um, you know, number one, Cam Newton is a weapon in himself. Um, he has many other weapons. Um, you mentioned some names. I, I think some of them do step up a little bit this year, but um, I don't think, you know, I don't think Greg, he's getting older. Um, guys like Gronk and Reed, if healthy, are pretty much unstoppable. Um, I, I've seen people use the argument for, for Gronk about Martellus Bennett. You know, he's going he's gonna to take away all that. I mean, come on, dude. Even when Aaron Hernandez was there, which, yeah. which Bennett, in my opinion, is not equal to Hernandez, but you know, even then, I think they were both like top five or something at the time. You know what I mean? Like, it's not, yeah. you know, it's not something that to worry about in, in that sense. So um, to Greg Olson being the number one tight end, we say no. <laughs> no, yeah. um, I mean, I mean, there's just there's tons of tight ends, too. So even if, you know, if you're asking because you want to get Greg Olson and you don't want to spend that first round late, uh, excuse me, early second round pick for Gronk, I can understand. Go with oh, Greg yeah. Olson because I still think he'll be productive. Just not number one numbers. Absolutely. Now the the uh, the next question I have here it was it was kind of mentioned by you know people all over the place so I don't have an exact name to, to nail it too and it's um, you know something I was kind of curious about too because I wasn't really sure. Um, do, do you think the um, Terrell Pryor at wide receiver hype is real, man? Well, <laughs> I mean it's funny because you did you know if you caught a Cleveland Browns preseason game which. I really didn't, but I, <laughs> I went back and looked at some of the highlights, and uh, he looked impressive with RG3. Um, but then again, I remind myself it's the Browns. Yep. And, I mean, <laughs> you know, like, 
I, I would I have to see I have to see a full season out of Terrell Pryor at receiver to really give uh to really be able to give an analysis on him because he's a quarterback turned receiver. Uh he's with the Browns. Uh I mean is a U Jackson run offense now, which kind of gives him some hope, but it's Terrell Pryor. If anything, if he if it's your last pick, you got everything you really wanted to like reach. Maybe you're in a 16-team league. Maybe that's where you can get him as a late-round flyer. But that that's about where I see him. I don't really see much value coming out of him. I mean, Josh Gordon, when he comes back, he'll be there. They grabbed the rookie this season. Uh, he looked good. You know, so I, I really don't... Uh, I really don't think Terrell Pryor, though, is going to be much this yeah, season. Yeah, I mean, it's an, it's an interesting situation. I mean, for those who are in, like, dynasty leagues and stuff, I mean, I think he's worth probably a stash just to, at the end of your bench just to see what happens. But, you know, like like you said, it's kind of a – I kind of feel like yes and no on this because when – when you watch the preseason games and again they're just preseason um he has made some some huge plays right um but but like you mentioned there's josh gordon if he if he stays in the straight and narrow there's Corey coleman you know as a rookie that's right Corey coleman yeah, yeah i couldn't think of the name and, and those are so two, many rookies <laughs> yeah so and, and those are big flashy guys and that you know have a lot of um you know a lot of attention behind them so it's not like these are just rookies or, or just guys that are you know new players they're they're kind of established to be the guys there um and again, like you mentioned, it's RG3 and, you know, it's preseason. So how much can we put into it? But the, the, the one thing I think is funny is that when the Raiders took Terrell Pryor and the whole quarterback thing wasn't really working out. Um, and, I, and I was a big fan of him. Like, I wanted it to work. I really did. But um, a lot of people then were saying, like, you know, this guy has the frame to be a tight end or a wide receiver. Like, why doesn't he convert? And it was kind of like the Tim Tebow thing where he's like, I'm going to be a quarterback. You know what I mean? And so, mm-hmm. so Pryor kind of floated all over the place. Um, the Chiefs and now, of course, the Browns and, you know, saying he's going to be a quarterback. And it, it seems like he finally gave into that notion that, OK, I'm not going to be a quarterback. Um and it, it, it kind of he's been more successful as a wide receiver in this short period of time than he's been as a quarterback in the NFL. So um, I'm happy for him. I hope he does work out. Um, but like you said, it, it kind of a, a steep mountain to climb there ahead of him, you know, for him to be fantasy relevant. Um, yeah, I mean, you got to you, you know, when you watch these preseason games, like you said, I mean, you know, Terrell Pryor got that 50 yard touchdown pass, you know, and you're going to look at plays like that and go, whoa, like, look at that play. Like, this guy's going to be amazing. But you can't fall for that. You can't fall yeah. for it. You know, it, it's just, it's too soon to say. Um, and he's not going to be in the starting lineup. If he is, it'd be the, you know, uh, wide receiver three or four in the depth chart, I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, you know, so uh, it's just, it, it's it's something to watch, but not invest in. Yeah, absolutely. He's a talented dude. I mean, just as an athlete, you know, Hugh Jackson does have a, you know, a good offense. So we'll see what happens. But um, it was just, you know, a lot of people were talking about it because, and you know, when he caught that touchdown, it was off a of true font, which is one of the, you know, the best cornerbacks in football. But it could have been something as simple as blown coverage. Um, you know, defenses are playing vanilla right now in, in the preseason. They're not really focused yeah. on, you know, stuff like that. So right, right. we'll see how it goes. All right. The uh, the next question I have um, is from at two drink minimum. This guy is nails with his questions, man. He's always sending in questions. He has awesome questions. He goes, you know, with questions that not everybody else is asking. Um, so he may be the best question asker ever for the Clock Dodgers podcast. But um, his question is, uh, and again, his um, I forget if he had this in the form of a foul or no foul or whatnot, but I kind of converted it. Um, so basically, he's, he's saying, well, Will positive marijuana test only be fines 
um, in, in the NFL within probably the next five years and not suspensions and stuff anymore. Um, what, what do you think about that? Is that, a, is that a real possibility that they go away from suspending guys for stuff like that and just start finding people? Oh, sure. I think it's definitely. I mean, you look at the way this country's going. I mean, we already have two states that have legalized marijuana now. So I think it's only a matter of time. Five years might be a little, little quick, but I'd say certainly within 10 years, there's no doubt. I think it will be re- uh, reduced to fines instead of uh, instead of suspensions and, you know, going through the same drug policies as, you know, the harder drugs you, you would certainly understand them going through. I mean, for me, marijuana... It, you know, this day, it's not it's not a huge issue to me personally, but that's another issue aside. But right. to answer the question, yeah, I really think it will be reduced. I don't know about five years, but certainly, you know, within yeah. that time. Yeah, for me, for me like, like kind of like you're saying here, for me, it's like it has to be at some point. Like, it's just kind of the way our country is moving. Um, we're, we're, we're trying to get out of that, um, you know, that fear uh, of marijuana that, um, that everyone <laughs> has. Propaganda. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're trying to get away from that propaganda. So um, we're a newer, you know, younger generation who who wasn't raised in that, you know, that that kind of uh, brainwashing. And so, you know, it it only seems right that you know the the jobs and NFL and stuff like that move with it. But you never know, man. You know, even even jobs that you know regular people work at nine to five, I can't imagine them doing it. So um, the NFL may be no different. You know, we'll see. We'll see how powerful it is. But it's definitely you know an interesting thing to keep an eye on. Um, the, the last question I have here um, that I want to do at this moment is from uh, Morph on Superbot. Um, and he, he asked, it, it was kind of, I don't know if he was asking it in jest, you know, be, to be funny at first, but it's actually a, a funny question to me because he wants to know if Melvin Gordon is going to score a touchdown this season. Um, and so for many who don't know, Melvin Gordon didn't score a touchdown last season. He didn't rush for a touchdown. He didn't catch a touchdown. He just was touchdownless completely. Um, Listen, if you played fantasy football last season, everybody knew. Yeah, you had to know that, especially if you drafted him. Yeah, whether you drafted him or played against him, you knew, oh, this is easy, no touchdowns. (laughs) Yeah, so, I mean, obviously that's hard to repeat. I cannot not I cannot imagine that it's possible. So I just it was funny to bring up, but um, so so for me, no way that it happens. Obviously, I think he's actually gonna have a pretty good season. I, I kind of wanted to use the question because I, I I feel like Melvin Gordon is a guy I'm kind of I'm kind of liking right now. I like his upside. Um, you know, with, with, where you can draft him and stuff. Um, I wouldn't give up a bunch to get him, but if I can if he can fall into my lap at the right spot, you know, I'm certainly interested. Um, one of the things that were kind of encouraging was again, it's just preseason, but um, he caught like a 40 yard pass for a touchdown. Um, which made me feel, oh man, maybe, you know, if they see stuff like that, could they possibly start phasing out Woodhead a little bit more? You know, like, could he get some more opportunities in that side of the game as well? Um, so I just wanted to kind of bring him up because he's not talked about a whole bunch. Um, but I think he's an interesting guy. Um, if you, if you either wait on running backs or if you kind of, you know, let him just kind of, you know, just kind of get him in the right spot. Um, are you a fan of him this year or do you think he's going to kind of continue on this path of not necessarily no touchdowns, but probably not a lot? Right. I mean, no touchdowns. That's pretty hard to repeat. Um, you know, unless your role is reduced significantly, but yeah, they've drafted him last season. He's the, you know, he's got to be their future bell cow there. Uh, at least that's what they seem to be grooming him to be. So no, zero touchdowns. No, no way. But, uh, in regards to him in general, I think that, see, I don't want him as my RB two, certainly not my RB one, but I'd like him as an, as a flex RB three type of option that that's where I view Melvin Gordon, just because you saw what happened last season, and, and it leaves a sour taste in your mouth, but he is a starting running back on a team as of right now. But he shares that time with Danny Woodhead, so it's kind of a mess. So it's it's not 
it's not the ideal situation you want for a running back. And and for me personally, I don't want a running back that deals with that as a main starter of mine. So yeah, if I had to grab him as a flex option or my RB three, that's where I feel comfortable with. Um, but uh, injury aside, I think he'll definitely uh, produce more than he did last season. Yeah, it's kind of kind of. You know, it's, it's, if he doesn't, it, it'll surprise us more than his stats last year did. <laughs> yeah, um, for sure. All right, so that's it for the fantasy questions for now. I want to get to some other stuff. Um, I actually want to get over to uh, our, our fantasy trade blackjack, um, which I'm excited about to play with you here. I want to see, you know, how, how you handle the uh, the table here, man. Now, oh, right. for, so for those who don't know, I just want to kind of explain everything. Um, the game is basically, you know, I'm the dealer, so I'm going to have, you know, one card or player um, turned over like they do in blackjack, um, which is basically is we're gonna look at it this way. That's gonna be your player, okay? And and what, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna deal you cards, um, and these are these these cards are obviously players. I'm just kind of trying to make make sense for those who don't know the game. Um, and so these are guys that I'm basically offering you in a trade for the player that's already turned over. Um, so I'll kind of set it up. So you'll, you you know it'll be you'll you'll like it. It'll be easy, but I just want to kind it kind of helps us you know gauge trade values, kind of you know the different perspectives because that's one of the most interesting thing for trades for me is that um, you know you offer a trade to somebody and sometimes they're like, what are you crazy? And like you know you legitimately think it's a good offer, and it's because your perspective is so different from their perspective. Um, we had a guy last season in one of my leagues. Uh, he just. Justin Jess tried to trade Victor Cruz to anybody for anything. I mean, he was he was sending joke trades to me trying to get Rob Gronkowski with Victor Cruz. I was like, come on, come on, what are you doing? You yeah. know that's never gonna happen. Yeah, so that you know that's crazy. But sometimes you know you do offer some legit trades and people act like you're nuts. And and so this fancy blackjack helps us you know kind of see where where we're at, where we differentiate, and you know kind of let people play along. So um, so I'm gonna go ahead and, and, and jump right into that. Um, and so. When, when I when I turn my player over, you know, the first card that's showing that's your guy that I'm trying to trade for. And as I give you cards or, or players, um, if you think it's not enough for the deal, you can tell me to hit you and I'll give you another player. Um, or you can stand if you if you like the deal as it is. Um, however, for my side of it, if I feel like when you ask me to hit, if it's too much, in my opinion, then that's a bust of the deal. OK, so. OK. All right. So the first card that's turned over is Gurley. All right. Now, okay. and, I'm, and I'm using this because um, it seems like he's a player on everyone's mind right now, um, whether, you know, people are slightly concerned about him. Um, I know Blue Stars um, on Sleeperbot sent me a, a question about will Gurley finish as a top five back. Um, and then even uh, a gentleman named Trivia at Trivia Time on, on the Fantasy Life app asked me also about Gurley and when he finished number one, you know, as a running back. Um, so he, he's, he's in everyone's mind and it's kind of you know, either you think he's going to struggle or you think he's going to do really good. Um, so Gurley is the card on the table. And, and, the, and the first card I deal you to get Gurley from you is Latavius Murray and Devin Funches. Um, would you take that? Latavius Murray and Devin Funches. Yep. Uh, no. no? Uh, you got to hit me. Yeah, you got to hit me. Because, okay. uh, you know, like, I know you're a Raiders, Raiders boy, so I know you like your Latavius Murray. But, but uh, I still want to see see some stuff out of him. I think he'll have a better year, but I don't I don't think he's going to have what Todd Gurley's going to have. And Devin Funches, uh, you know, it, it's for me Devin Funches I don't think is going to be that kind of guy that I can put in in my flex and guy and say, "Okay, well, I have Otavius Murray to cover me for Todd Gurley. Devin Funches is my flex to get get me some extra points." I don't think he's that guy that like both of them combined is going to add up. Give me the value of having Todd Gurley. So, so that's hit why you. I'm going to hit. 
Yeah, okay. So All right. So I'm going to hit you. I don't want to go. I don't want to, you know, give you too much here. I don't want to get robbed in the deal. So what if okay. the next push I put in the deal is uh, Jonathan Stewart? So now you got Jonathan Stewart, Latavius Murray and Funches. Mm. See, see, this is what I like, because some people are looking at trades as how much points is coming back to me. Other people say, you know, am I getting the best guy in the deal? So th there's so many ways that people, you know, go through these trades and process them before they accept or decline it. And so I'm just interested to see, you know, how your brain works here on this one. It's tough because when you present Jonathan Stewart, first off, I personally don't like to have too many pieces from one team. You know, I don't like to have too many skill positions from one team, unless I'm pairing a quarterback and a receiver. Right. I like that. But, you know, when I get the running back and the receiver from the same team, I get a little cautious, uh, you know. But I like Jonathan Stewart this year. Just got to stay healthy. Um, you know, it's always been a concern every season for him. Um, but uh, this is tough because I, I think Todd Gurley is a top five running back this season. Okay. So to trade, so to trade up for guys like like I think Jonathan Stewart and Latavius Murray are top twenty, but I think they're more in the fifteen to twenty range, maybe maybe twelve to twenty range. Okay, you know, so I think that's where they can fall. Um, yeah, it's tough. Now, before you, before you answer, it just showed up like that. If you were a team who maybe needed some depth or or needed a, another running back because you felt like you were a couple short because you took Gurley so early and maybe you went wide receivers, would that change your perspective on this? Would you be more inclined to take this then? The piece that's making it hard for me is to take Devin Funches because I don't think he's a value in this trade. Okay. I like Latavius Murray and Jonathan Stewart. But Devin Funches kind of kills it for me because I'm just because I've got Todd Gurley. You right. know, I've got a consistent, <laughs> you know, I've got a guy who's probably was my first round pick in the draft. He's probably, you know, probably uh, going to get going to get consistent numbers every week. And these guys may be a bit inconsistent. They might be getting, you know, 15, maybe 20 points one week and they, they fall down to like eight or 10 points the next. This you know, they, they, so. All right, you might call bust, but I'm gonna have to say hit again. <laughs> um, um, you know what? If if I was you, I probably would hit again too. Um, it's it's one of those things where, you know, I, I think we could keep adding players to this, and eventually we'll get to a point where we accept it. But it's kind of one of those things. You know, you get you have the best player in the deal. Um, you don't want to get desperate, right? Um, right. And, to, and you feel like a guy might have taken these guys, you know, in the fourth round, the sixth round, the eighth round. You feel like he's just kind of piling up um, up junk. And see, that's kind of a I, I did this trade on purpose. I I, I, I I with you. I would just, you know, bust on this one and let it go, because, um, you know, a lot of times you get these kind of offers where, you know, guys want one person from you and then they want to give you like everything they don't want on their team. You know what I mean? And it's yeah, like, of course. And so you, you, you face that a lot. And, and in most cases, I always decline those trades. But it sounds like you're on the same page with me with that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Because, I mean, again, if you had offered me, I don't know, say Latavius Murray, Jonathan Stewart, and the receiver you offered me was a Marvin Jones, I'd be more inclined to probably take that. Right. Because I, I like Marvin Jones. I think he's going to do very well this season, and I can see him being an, uh, a great flex for sure. So if you would offer me that, I, I probably would have taken that. Interesting. Well... You know, Marvin Jones comes up in the next deal, so let's see what happens. Right. <laughs> the see? next the next deal, um, the, the, the first card on the table is Allen Robinson. So that's the guy on the table. All right, okay. now I'm going to go ahead and deal you his teammate, Allen Hearns, 
and Marvin Jones. So for Allen Robinson, you're going to get Allen Hearns and Marvin Jones. Where are we at? Uh, I'm going to say hit because okay. uh, right off the bat, just because I think this season we don't see the type of high production anyways from the Jaguars that we did. I mean, I think they're going to be a good offense. I think Allen Robinson is that number one target there. But you're going to have Julius Thomas starting from the from the get-go. You're going to have Chris Ivory now in there. You're going to have uh, TJ Yeldon still there. So I, I think there's a lot of pieces that kind of put um, that put Alan Hearns more on the back burner. I mean, he'll have some nice games here and there, but I don't think he'll be consistent enough. And like I said, Marvin Jones, I like him this season, but I'm not giving you my second round pick probably for a, for two guys who possibly could get you good numbers. As despite what Alan Hearns got last season, I know he was consistent, but. Also, they have a better defense this season. I don't think they're going to be coming up from behind uh, a lot of games this season. I, I see them more as like an 8-8 eight eight type of team this season, finally, like getting out of that uh, losing season that they've always had for right. how many years. So I think their defense is a lot better. I think that keeps them in games, uh, keeps them from having to rely on Blake Bortles throwing the ball downfield. Uh, so I, I'm, I'm going to – but, yeah, I'm going to say hit on this one. Okay, gotcha. Now, I'm going to hit you with another guy, but – um, you know, I don't want to give up my best wide receivers, so I'm trying to get Allen Robinson from you. Um, so I'm going to sure. throw in a guy who's getting a lot of hype right now. Uh, we talked about him on your podcast, um, Sammy Coates. So now I'm giving you three guys. I'm giving you Allen Hearns. I'm giving you Marvin Jones. I'm giving you Sammy Coates. I mean, come on, man. I know you can use the depth. I know you can use these guys as flexes. I'm just asking for one guy, man. <laughs> that's that's what you're gonna uh, hear from someone <laughs> yeah oh i yeah trust me i've i've heard those before <laughs> uh, this is nothing new i've i'm no stranger to trading before but come on uh, man you need wide receivers man <laughs> uh you know there's there's just i think there's too much risk in it so i w- i would have to say hit again i'm sure you're gonna probably give me the old bust but uh i'd have to say hit again because I, I, none I, of those None of those are short things. I need a bust button, man. He's like, wah, wah, wah. I need to, I need to get something going there for that. Um, yeah, I mean, again, I just wanted to try you this time on a wide receiver, you know, giving you multiple pieces, you know, the lower level guys that people try to, you know, put together to give you guys. I don't want to, you know, make this easy for you. I'm, I'm trying a stingy to... trader. I'm a stingy trader, though. I just see saying. that. I like, see that. Like, so, I mean, I, hey, I'm just being honest. Like, listen, like, I, I value the guys who, like, but, I, but I'll tell you one thing. I think Allen Robinson has a down year compared to last season. I mean, he has to. Right. I mean, no, no receiver scores uh, has those type of numbers two, three years in a row, something like that. Like, you're just not going to get that. I mean, yeah. I see a regression for sure. Um, you know, another thing, too, it would that trade, though, would really depend on where we were in the season as well. You know, if you tried that trade after the draft, yeah, for sure I'm saying no. For sure. But if you told me maybe a couple weeks, two or three weeks in the season, and maybe Marvin Jones was pretty consistent and Allen Robinson was consistent, so maybe you were trying to throw that trade at me, I'd be like, I, I might take that. Right. I'd have to see that. But, but it, also de- it also really depends on where you are in the season and what's happening, too. That can alter your, your, uh, the way you're making, you're making your decisions on your trade. For sure. For sure. And, and, you know, you know, like I said, I, I purposely throw certain names in there, you know, certain guys that are hot right now, certain guys that are down right now, because I want to see because some people think that Marvin Jones is the number one in Detroit. You know what I mean, so if they think that 
you know, if they feel like, okay, you know, Allen Robinson may have a slight decline, Marvin Jones will get a bump up, you know, I get Allen Hearns and Sammy Coates in the deal. Like, certain people look at it as it's just a numbers thing, right? Like, I'm, I'm, I'm losing, let's just hypothetically, I'm losing 100 points and I'm getting back 200. How can I turn it down? You know what I mean? Um, sure. At the same time, you know, you're losing a roster spot because, you know, you're going to have to start both of these guys to replace one guy and kind of, you know, so there's all different ways to look at it. But um, every time I have guests on here and I do this, it's like they answer differently. You know what I mean? So that's what, that's what's really cool about this. Um, mm-hmm. So it makes it really unique. Um, the next guy I want to try is Des Bryant. So that's the first card on the table. And I'm, I'm just going to come straight out the gate and hit you with Decker and Tate. Straight out the gate for Des Bryant. Now you got Tony Romo who might get hurt. I'm going to give you the uh, the trader guy <laughs> spiel, man. Tony Romo might get hurt. Des Bryant's coming off of an injury that took him out for uh, all season last year, man. It was rough for him. Um, you know, Decker and Tate are monsters in PPR, man. Let's do this trade. All right. Well, let's see. For me, hmm. I mean, that's tough because I like Eric Decker a lot this season, especially now that they have Ryan Fitzpatrick back. Uh, you know, you saw the numbers he put up last season with them, uh, even though they got now Matt Forte as a running back, who I think is a better running back than what they had in Chris Ivory. I mean, not that Chris Ivory was terrible at, by any means, but I think that Matt Forte is a more well-rounded running back. Right. I guess you could say, you know, he can catch the ball. He can run the ball, do all that. So they don't need to rely on like a bringing in a Bilal Powell to cover for Chris Ivory, who had, who did well. But I think overall, I think Matt Forte is the better talent. But that being said, um, you know, I, as we talked about too, Marvin Jones, I do see him as the number one. Um, but, and that offense, as good as they are getting yards, they're just not good at getting touchdowns. Right. I mean, not that not that you can look at a touchdown number and say that's a consistent thing, because it's not. But you can look at it and go, well, they're about like a thirty touchdown type of team now without Calvin Johnson. What's that going to look like? Will they score less, um, or maybe they'll score more because they can? Because now they don't have to rely on a Calvin Johnson like guy and get him his numbers. You know, they 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 can go more well rounded. So. Oh boy, that's a tough trade. Um, it, it is a tough trade, especially in PPR. You know, because both yeah. of the, both of those guys were. I don't know if they. I, I'm not looking at it right in front of me right now. I, I think they might have been in top fifteen. Both of them. I, I'm not sure, but um, I know Decker is sneaky. People don't expect him to be as good as he is. Tate had a, had a decent amount of receptions last year. I want to say over eighty. I think he had n- near ninety probably. So, um, you know, they're b- both pretty high output guys, at least as of last year. Um, and you know, Des has got his concerns, although if, you know, his ceiling is a top five wide receiver. So, um, man, it's, it's a tough one, man. So I'm interested to see what you say here. It's tough. Um, but stingy Nick. Yeah. Stingy Nick. I, I'm going to ask you to hit me one more. <laughs> oh man. All right. I am, so I am stingy. <laughs> you are. I see this. It's all right. Um, so, so we're pretty close here. It sounds like, I mean, you're kind of digging it. Um, I, I think for me, I think I if I had Des, I, I might take that deal um, just off of the the sheer. Um, I, I, maybe I just like value. I like Decker and Tate too much. I don't know, but um, and am I concerned about Tony Romo? Sure. Um, so I probably would take it, but it, it, I'm trying to see here. I don't want I don't want to offer you too much. I don't want you to rob me here on the deal, man. Um, <laughs> I want to offer you somebody that's not too crazy good. Um, man, it's gonna be hard to kind of get that without getting robbed here, man. Since we both feel differently about it, but see, this is the perspective <laughs> thing. This is this is where that changes. Um, what if I'm gonna throw in somebody? I'm gonna throw a young guy at you, like um, Josh Doxson for the Redskins, rookie. Hasn't played yet because he's been a little hurt, 
but he's coming back. Kirk Cousins likes to sling the rock. Do you, do you think uh, that'll push the deal over, or you think you're just going to let it, you know, you're going to stick with Dez? Hmm. I think... I think what I would do is I'd probably take that deal. I'd probably take it, and because... Here's the thing. I already liked Eric Decker. I like Golden Tate. I just don't love him. Um, but Josh Doxson's another guy. He's a rookie. Uh... He'll see a lot of time, especially because, you know, Sean Jackson can't ever stay healthy for a full season. Uh, Jordan Reed can't stay healthy. So uh, Pierre Garçon, have, this is probably his last Pierre year Gar- there. So, you know, they're not going to, you know, focus on him. They're going to want to get Doxson, you know, the ball. Right, exactly. So, you know, Doxson may be a guy who will sit on my bench or at some point maybe even get cut. But you know what? I would take him in this case because he provides upside at least. Yeah. You know, he's a guy who provides upside, and I'm getting two sure things at least. And w- well, one for sure. I'm comfortable with Eric Decker putting him in Dez's spot. Not that saying they'll get the same numbers by any means, especially if Dez and Tony Romo stay healthy. But I'm confident that Eric Decker will be consistent enough to make up for that, and I can bring maybe Golden Tate in as a flex and wait for Josh Doxson to see what he does. And if he gets started getting consistent, then I could plug him in where Golden Tate is and be set. So I'd take the deal. Gotcha, yeah. But you, but you see, the thing is, thing is, I held out because I knew you'd give me more. <laughs> I held out because I knew I'd get something else. But <laughs> you, I was really close. This, this is true. I was, I was on the fence about that, but but I would have taken it. This I is true, and, and um, it, it, it's it, you know, it, it's like I said, it's it's one of those things where if you needed wide receivers more, you know, you probably would be more inclined to take it. Um, if you, if you weren't like hard up for wide receivers and maybe you would just keep Dez. And I, you know, I, I understand both sides um, of, of the equation when it comes to people refusing it or accepting it. Um, but I, I definitely think, you know, it's a pretty, pretty fair offer. Um, you know, when you think about Dez's concerns and then, you know, what those guys can do. Um, so it's definitely um, a, an option, you know, a trade that seems legit. Um, the last trade I want to throw at you here for the blackjack table tonight. Um, I'm just happy we got a deal done. So I'm kind of, you know, ha- I'm happy that we were able to make that happen. Uh, I knew I had to get one done because I knew it was like, well, can I ever be a guest again if I said no all those trades? <laughs> oh man, I like that. I like that. That's a good idea, man. Trying to, you're doing it for future investment purposes. I understand. Exactly. You know, I got to look out for exposure for my show. You know? <laughs> I hear you. So the, the last one I want to throw at you is uh, Mark Ingram. So he's the guy on the table. Um, okay. Again, another guy that, you know, I'm a fan of him. I know he hasn't made it a full season except for one season. So, um, you know, the injury issues are kind of always there. But I think he's a talented running back. Um, so the first two cards I'm going to deal at you straight out the gate, Jeremy Hill, Josh Gordon for Mark Ingram. Oh, man, you couldn't have picked two guys I hate more. <laughs> oh, really? So you I hate them. Not, I, well, I hate Josh Gordon for sure. Um and I hate him because he showed us one year he was elite, and then he couldn't stay. He he just he just couldn't keep himself out of trouble. And when he came back after ten games, he he was terrible. He was awful. You you invested in him and got and maybe even went out and tried to trade it for Josh Gordon during the what was that the 2014 season? Uh, I when think so. Thirteen or fourteen? When he was suspended for ten games. Yeah, was t- I think that yeah. was 14, I think. Right, because he was out. Yeah, because last year was 2015. Yeah. He was out the whole year. So, yeah, so 2014 comes back, 10 games, comes back. You're thinking, okay, probably kept himself in shape, ready to go. 
no, he he completely busts. He wasn't he wasn't at all looking like himself. And now he's coming in and he's not looking like he's he's coming in out of shape. How do you go from looking? I mean, you saw the pictures probably last season. He looked like a god the way he was keeping himself in shape. <laughs> yeah. Out of shape for this season? What is who? I don't like. I just don't like Josh Gordon. I think me- mentally he probably doesn't have it all there. I think. I think there's something wrong because you know you come. And you do, you know, you do what you do in 2013, and then look at the last couple of years what he's done with that. If you had, if you had to put a percentage on, like, what do you think his odds are of of lasting in this league and not being suspended again or not? Where, where would you put it at a percentage? Just you know, out of a hundred, where would you put the chances of how, how much faith you have in him lasting? Oh, uh, I mean, I'd say there's a good. 75, 80% chance he won't last in the league. Wow, that's pretty high. Maybe, maybe, maybe not even maybe not even after the season. Maybe and you and, and you're saying because of outside things, not football time. Right. I mean, look, I mean, outside things I think are definitely going to play a role, but the other thing is, I mean, which Josh Gordon are we getting? Are we getting that elite Josh Gordon from now 3 years ago? Or are we getting the Josh Gordon we saw after 10 weeks who didn't look like he could he remembered how to catch a ball that's 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 the gamble right so for me and then of course we have jeremy hill who you know he shares the backfield with geo bernard so and i already like geo bernard better than jeremy hill anyways so i i i think geo will probably outproduce jeremy hill this season man you're making this really tough on me man i just want mark ingram man um, well, you, well, listen. You didn't come with the right pieces. I'm just saying. So, see, this is this is a perfect example of you know perspective. And uh, see, I I I have a I have a firm belief in if you're going to trade with somebody, figure out who they like, um, figure out what they need, actually identify their team. You know what I mean? Um, and identify the person you're trading with because you can't just offer the same thing to everybody and expect everybody to react you know the same way. Um, oh, yeah. You know, some people like certain players. Some people um, want their team to be set up a certain way strategy wise. Um, so so there's so you really got to, you know, I, I feel like the trade trading with people in fancy football uh, communication is a very big, you know, a big thing in it. Um, I've always had a, a decent level of success in trading. I don't know if it's the persistency of me. I don't know if it's the, the communication between me and the other person. But I feel like I've always done pretty well at it. But we all know that guy who just can't get a deal done, you know, to save his life. Um, so this, this is a trade he would have offered you, I'm sure, because, you know, he didn't know that you don't like these guys. Um, right. So, right. so you would ask to be hit here. Um, would you, would you ask to be hit here or would you be like, I don't even want these two players. So you're going to have to come with a whole different trade. I, you know what? That that's probably where I'd lean. Cause I see Mark Ingram. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm just being honest. Cause I see Mark Ingram as a top 10. I think he's the 10th running back like this season. I think he finishes number 10 and I feel like it's pretty good numbers, you know, an RB one for sure. Um, so I, I just feel very confident in what I have with Mark Ingram in that offense. Yeah, he sometimes can't stay healthy, but you know what? He's been getting better last season. I think, what was he, uh, only missed a couple games. I think he was out yeah. for what? Uh, he, he was played for 14, 13 games. Yeah, I think he did pretty season. decent last year. Yeah, so I mean, you know, uh, you know, and of course you could always use the argument, oh, well, it's football, anybody could get injured, you know. So you can always look at that too, but, you know, I, I mean, so... I like Mark Ingram, but yeah, I, I think I would have to deny this deal entirely just because I don't want those two guys on my team. Man, you are a bust man, dude. You're killing it. <laughs> we busted three times out of a four, and the only yeah, time you, you know accepted what, the though, deal was when you milked me because you knew I was desperate. 
Yeah, but you know what, though? I was looking forward to this last deal because I'm like, all right, Mark Ingram, like, like I like him a lot, but I could, see, I could see me trading him for something good here. So I was like, well, give me something good, and you come up with that. And I was like, oh, shit. I can't, like, I, I came at you with the trash that a fancy trade person would, man. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> next time, next time you come on, man, I will give you a better trade for Mark Ingram. You know, if you, if you had offered Kobe Fleener in any of these deals, I bet you I would have done it. Kobe Fleener? I bet you I would have. Oh, I love Kobe Fleener. I want me Kobe Fleener on my team so bad. That's interesting. That is, my, that is one of my guys this year. I love Kobe Fleener. I think he's going to do great in that system. I could, But I can see the other way, too. I could see it being a complete bust because it's a new system, new team, new quarterback. I could see all that as well. The, the, but I, the, I believe This kind of goes back to my French fry logic, right, on the uh, on, on your podcast. The, uh, the Jimmy Graham, he's a French fry. Yes. Yeah, so you, so you, but you, but, but see, so, 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 so for people who don't know, um, I was on the Superwire podcast and we, and we talked about Jimmy Graham and, and, and Fleener. Um, you know, you, you had mentioned how much you liked him there. And I was like, you know, do you like him as much as you like Jimmy Graham when he was a saint? And then, you know, we kind of went into Jimmy Graham on the Seahawks and, you know, how we feel yeah, about so. him. Um, and I, and I came up with the idea that, you know, Jimmy Graham on the Seahawks is kind of like um, a McDonald's French fry after the fact, like after he's been on the, t- you know, out for, you know, a day, a couple hours. And he looks so tempting. I, I even, even in drafts this year or in trades, you know, um, people have offered him. And I'm just like, man, it just, you know, you have that memory of Jimmy Graham when he was amazing. And so you like you don't want to let go of that, but you know and when you, you try look, to put ketchup and salt on. Yeah, him so like so you know Jimmy Graham. Yeah, him on him on the Saints is like a McDonald's French fry straight out the oil, and then him on the Seahawks is like that McDonald's French fry you know package that's sitting there on your counter. Your kids maybe didn't eat it or something. You're like, man, those fries look really good, and then you taste it, and you're like, no, it's Jimmy Graham from the Seahawks, man. It's not the Saints, <laughs> and so. It's an interesting thing, and you on that episode, you know, you mentioned how much you like Fleener. Um, you said you didn't know if he could replicate what what Jimmy Graham did necessarily, but you do like him a lot. Um, so right, especially this season, you know, I mean, this is his first season, so to replicate what Jimmy Graham did in his career with the Saints would be quite amazing. And if anything, I would think that would make Kobe Fleener the number two, if not the number one tight end this season, yeah. if you were able to replicate what Jimmy oh, Graham. Oh, absolutely. So, so since you like Fleener so much, I'm just curious. Um, say, say you were doing a two for one deal. You had Mark Ingram. Someone offered you Jacoby Fleener. What other running back? Like, what's the lowest running back that somebody could offer you with Fleener that would actually make you pull that trade? Hmm. Like, what's the what's the you know the the the, the you know the least high you know in ADP or anything that you would take? Um, I, I'm just curious. I want to see how high you are on Fleener. I, I think it's interesting, especially with a tight end, because not often do you you know you get tight ends in deals where people are like, oh, that's a deal breaker. You know what I mean? So. Um, oh yeah, for sure. I mean, and of course you would have to see like you know if I had Gronk here, you know I ain't taking Kobe Fleener anyway. Exactly. You know, like, obviously, but but you know, let's see. Hmm. I think. I think my lowest would have to be like. Maybe like Ryan Matthews. Okay. So Ryan Matthews Ryan, and Jacoby yeah, Fleener. Yeah, I think if Ryan Matthews, Kobe Fleener came to me for Mark Ingram, I, I, I would probably give pull that trade off. I think I would. That's interesting. I, I mean, I th- you know, I, I'd have to think about it just a little more, but right now as we're speaking here, and I don't really have all that time to think, uh, but I would probably, I'd probably pull the trade. Hey, man, in any, in any lead that someone's in with you, man, they better grab Jacoby Fleener, man. Like I that value that value goes way up in a trade with Nick. <laughs> yeah, I'm not yeah, as crazy on him. I mean, I understand, you know, I understand where you're coming from with him. I'm not like super crazy about him. So when when it comes to tight ends, 
where do you think he's going to fall this year? Like when it's all said and done, where do you think he's at? Top five, top three, top 10 for sure. I mean, where do you, where do you feel like, you know, where do you feel confident placing him at end of season? I'm very confident that he's top five. I'm very confident that he's top five, but here's my thing. The other reason I really like Colby Fleener and you know, yes, is his draft price may be jumping up. So maybe I won't like him that much, but I like the value you can get out of Colby. Right. You know, there's, there's still, and depending on the leagues too, I mean, you know, not every league has everybody in it listening to podcasts. You exactly. know, not, they, they don't get their advice from us. And, you know, so you could be playing in leagues with people who, you know, casually know it. You can get Kobe Fleener for round eight. Yeah, you can get some nine, guys some really people. sleeping on him. Yeah, so you can, get, you can get him so late if people just aren't thinking about it. You know, so he's a guy, and I mean, people will go look at Kobe Fleener and go, "Oh, the guy from the Colts." Okay, like, <laughs> you know, like they could be looking at that. So you know, but but I mean, I I, I like the value too where Kobe Fleener is. That's what makes him the best best yeah. package for me. If I get top five tight end like that, and if he somehow at, with at this point with all the hype, he probably won't. But if this if he falls to like round six, I'm grabbing Kobe Fleener. That's that's great value for a guy who I think will finish in the top five at tight end. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean that, that's that. that's definitely in, in your perspective. If that's where he's going to end up, then it's definitely worth the pick. Um, I, I couldn't, I can't disagree with you there. You know, if you feel that strongly about it, and 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 just in case, because I think I may have called him Jacoby Fleener. Um, <laughs> nobody tried to get on me about that because I caught it before the episode's over, and so it is Kobe Fleener, guys. I don't know why I was calling him Jacoby. I guess I was trying to make him sound cooler than he was or something. I don't know. But uh, so well, don't try to. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So that's it for Fancy Trade Blackjack. I do want to jump into foul or no foul with you, man. Um, right. you, you've had a taste of this already because we did do it on the Sleeper Wire podcast. Um, but for anyone new, anyone not familiar, um, this is uh, the often imitated, never duplicated game um, that started them all. Um, it's basically. You know, I'm going to read you statements, uh, many, for the most part, sent in by listeners, uh, fellow clock dodgers. Um, if you disagree with their statements, it's a foul. And if you agree with what they're saying, it's no foul. Um, so you ready to jump into this? Yeah, man, let's All do right, it. Great. It's that time again. Let's play another round of foul or no foul. So the first one is sent in by at AJ Express, my boy AJ. Um, he says his statement is no Ravens quarterback, running back, or wide receiver will finish in the top 10, 20, excuse me, top 20 at their position, foul or no foul. Ah, oh, man, Ravens. So we're talking Flacco, we're talking yeah, Forsett. Yeah. You know, so none uh, of them will finish in the top 20, right? Right. Uh, at yeah, their positions, I, I, not top 20 I, overall, just top 20 in their positions. Right, right, sure. Um, I'm going to say, man, I'm going to say no foul on that one. I, I, I can see it. Um, I don't think their offense is, in, is really that talented. I mean, okay, Flacco could finish, like, I guess, 18th, 19th quarterback because it's only 32. So, <laughs> I mean, I, I, I guess I could see that. But, but honestly, I don't, I don't see the, the offensive production. Uh, it's a second year for a Mark Tressman offense. And as a Bears fan, I know what a Mark Tressman offense looks like after two years. So, so I'm not very confident in what, uh, what they're going to get done there. And, uh, you know, Steve Smith, he's old. This is last season. He said it got injured last season, pretty big injury. So who knows how he comes out looking. And if he ain't there being productive, I don't know. 
I don't know if yeah, that offense. I, I'm actually going to agree with you on it being a foul. Be, and, and, you know, for some of the reasons you've listed, but also, I mean, like you said, Flacco could borderline, you know, making it just off of, you know, the fact that there's only 32 quarterbacks. But, um, you know, maybe it could even be just them being a victim of having, you know, they, they use a lot of guys, it seems like, or they could use a lot of guys. Like, you know, Forsett, you know, you imagine he's going to share with Dixon. You imagine he's going to share with West, possibly, you know, depending on how that really plays out. And then, like you said, Steve Smith, there's Kamar Aiken, you know, Perriman might come back here soon. So, you know, I don't think they're necessarily a team that targets one guy and just goes with it. You know what I mean? Um, they seem like a team that spreads it out and kind of, you know, splits it up evenly amongst people. So um, I don't I don't think it's a, a friendly offense um, when you're looking for top 20, you know, guys. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, you know, uh, that that backfield, too, is just one scary looking backfield because it's just all over the place. You know, you got Justin Forsett and then all of a sudden Terrence West is starting to play well. And, and you know, I like Kenneth Dixon this season, but. Not for a guy, well, maybe not this season, but I like Kenneth Dixon overall. I think he will be the guy that takes over there eventually. But, you know, then you also still have Buck Allen there. And, yep. you know, it's a crowded, messy backfield that will probably not even reach. It'll probably be under top 25. Yeah. Sure. I'm actually in a dynasty league. Uh, it's actually the Clock Dodgers dynasty league. And um, a guy has Forsett and Dixon. Shout out to Swag. He has Forsett and Dixon. Um, because obviously he thinks Forsett is the starter this year and Dixon will be the starter, you know, moving forward. Um, mm-hmm. I, I took West like super late, just like on a whim. I'm like, ah, you know, I, I don't think he's going to be like the starter as like in the future, like for Dixon. I think Dixon will eventually take that job. But um, you just hear so many crazy things coming out of camp like, oh, he's been the best offensive player on the field. <laughs> and then you see him get a couple of touchdowns in preseason. And you're like, does this guy have anything going where, you know, I could flex this guy or a bye week fill in or someone gets hurt? Like, you know. Maybe I should just sit on him. You know what I mean? I don't think there's any harm in that. Yeah, no, I, I don't think so either. I mean, uh, who knows? Uh, you, you what if Forsett goes down? Yeah, I mean, if Forsett goes down, you got to imagine it's Weston Dixon, you know, splitting carries all the way. For sure. And, it, and, and you know, but then you ask yourself, where does Buck Allen fit in? Because it true. wasn't like he was terrible either. Um, but, you know, he's probably he's probably more of like a maybe change of pace back at this point. But, uh, you know, it's just it's just a very crowded backfield that anything could happen. And Terrence West was like, at the beginning of the uh, preseason, I was like, okay, or beginning of camps, I was like, okay, like, he's going to be the least concern of the running backs there. Like, he's a guy like, okay, he's he's nothing. What about these other three? And now all of a sudden he's emerging as, like, he's the best (laughs) offensive player there. Like, what? Yeah. Now i got to worry about West? It's madness, man. A lot of Indians there, no Chiefs, man. So That's right. we'll see how it plays itself out. Um, mm-hmm. Good question, though. All right. The next one is from um, at Pink Bunny Slippers. Pretty interesting name there. Um, with a name like that, you're definitely getting shouted out. Um, now, his, his statement is John Brown is the top fantasy player, non-quarterback in Arizona and finishes as a top 12 raw receiver. Foul or no foul? Best, best player in Arizona, non-quarterback. Right, and he's going to finish in the top 12 as a fantasy wide receiver. We all know the offense uh, has the capability of doing it. We know the offense has, you know, the that, uh, the quarterback and everybody is, and the, and the head coach and the system is definitely capable of producing a top 12 wide receiver. But is John Brown that guy, man? Is he going to well, get enough of it? Well, let me tell you what. Uh, this is like a two-parter, it seems. So, uh, but, but honestly, 
You could do foul, and you could you could you could answer a two parter. You could break it up. <laughs> I could, and I was thinking about it because first off, the first part is foul without even question because I think David Johnson's the best fantasy producer there in Arizona. I'd agree I think with he's you on the, that. He, he's he's going to score more points than John Brown for sure. I don't think that's even a it's not even a contest to me. Um, however, for top twelve, it's 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 so tricky. But I really I, I'm gonna you know I'm gonna boil it down and say foul because. But I'm not going to say foul like, oh, that's ridiculous. I'm going to say foul because there's just so many receivers in the league in general that I think could finish higher than John Brown just because we've he's just been inconsistent still. He so you're he- you're hedging season. your bets, man. You're hedging your bets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, and, and, you know, with Michael Floyd there too, I, I just get the feeling they like Michael Floyd there better as, like, the guy who's going to step in for that Larry Fitzgerald role. And John Brown's going to be the, the just the deep guy. Like, you know, he's going to be like, if they can get him down deep, you know, and they get him the ball, that that that's his role, I feel. But, you know, Michael Floyd's going to be the possession receiver. He's going to be the guy that they go to, I think, like, once Fitzgerald's gone. And, you know, even though Fitzgerald, didn't he just sign an extension or something? Yeah, he signed a one-year for- extension, I believe. And Larry yeah. Fitzgerald, who, um, you know, there's only like a handful or, or a little more of guys who had over 100 receptions last year in the league. I believe he was one of them, so... You know, yes. I, I don't I don't know if he gets that kind of volume again or if they start, you know, to feed that volume to the other two. Um, but either way, whoever gets that majority, is, you know, is, is going to be a problem. But we just don't know which one, you know, for sure. And so it's not to say I don't like John Brown. I just don't think John Brown is a top 12 receiver this season. Gotcha. Sure. The only thing I love John Brown, I've, I've been, you know, I've been a fan of his and, and rooting for him this whole offseason and, and now as well. But the only thing that concerns me is he is dealing with a concussion issue, um, which I think he mm. got like early in camp and he hasn't played since then. I don't know if he hasn't passed the protocol or what, but um, man, concussion issues scare the hell out of me these days, man. I just, I don't know, man, especially with guys that are smaller and they seem to, you know, they tend to get bo- bounced around a lot easier. And mm-hmm. it just seems like, you know, man, sometimes you get a guy who gets a concussion and you're like, oh, man, it's going to be a, you know, the start of something really ugly or is it just a one time thing? You know what I mean? Um, yeah, I, it's just I don't know, man. I, I had a, a neuroscientist on here, um, Ian, one, uh, it was a while back, and he just kind of like, you know, ramped up my concern for concussions. And I'm like, man, like. I don't want to hear about a wide receiver getting a concussion and he is on my team. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, for sure. It's like, it's, a, it's, de- a, it, it, it's ruining like to your team, to your season. Like when, uh, when you hear about like a receiver on your team, for sure. Yeah. I mean, anybody in general, cause you don't want anybody getting hurt, but of course it's football and heck, those kind of things happen. So, yeah. you know, it, but, um, yeah, it's the worst when you're, yeah, we've seen it. Die. We've seen it take guys out for their career. What, what was, um, the Detroit running back job at best? Was it? Oh. I, think, I don't know if it was Javi Best. It might have been Javi Best. There was some running back. It may have been yeah. him or somebody, but he was kind of like, you know, everyone liked him, and, like, he had a lot of high hopes, but he, he actually retired because he just couldn't get past the concussion thing. So it's like it's a it's a scary thing for sure. But uh, like you said, you know, enough doom and gloom. I think John Brown could uh, he could he could be top 12, but like you said, there's a lot of guys vying for that top 12 position, and so um, I certainly understand the foul. Um, mm-hmm. The next foul or no foul we have is from at trade – I always mess this dude's name up. It's a crazy spelling. I think it's Master, but Mastor, however you want to pronounce it. Um, okay. so my store. Master, my store. <laughs> yeah, trade my store. I feel like I got to say it with an accent or something. Um, so he, he he is basically out. His statement is Freeman and Coleman will finish as top 20 backs in PPR leagues, foul or no foul. Oh. Um. People love Coleman this year, man. I know. I've heard. I think he's the... finally gonna put it together, but I don't know, man. Freeman, I don't. Well, I mean, it's hard to say finally because this is only his second year. You know what I mean? Though everyone like the hype, put yeah, the hype together. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, I hear you. Uh, no, 
I'm going to say foul. I think there's only room in the top 20 for one. I don't think they're, I don't think the offense is set up for them to be able to have two top 20 running backs uh, in that backfield. And I mean, you feel like that top 20 back will be Freeman, of course, right? Yes, I do. I do. I feel Freeman is going to be the guy, um, despite what they all say about Tevin Coleman. I mean, they put Tevin Coleman on, what was it? Didn't they put him on the kick return, a punt return team? He's he's like the returner now, isn't Yeah, I he? think so. I, I, yeah. I, I'm just kind of curious. Do you think if you're a guy who takes Freeman, I don't know if you're a Freeman fan or not, but if you do draft Freeman, do you feel like you have to have Coleman? Or do you feel like, ah, I don't really care? Like, whatever. If he gets hurt, he gets hurt. Like, I don't care. Uh... I want to get Coleman as my as my handcuff. Um, you know, with, especially I look at it this way: if, if I'm drafting a, a running back who I get in first two rounds, because I don't think I'd draft Devontae Freeman as my first round pick. I'd probably get him in the second round. But some people might reach and get him in the first round. But if I'm drafting him there, I want the I want the guy who can who I can handcuff with him. Like, right. Like if I grab a Le'Veon Bell, I'm certainly getting a D'Angelo Williams. Um, you know, if if uh, if I get uh, no, well, let me well, let me, let me, let me, let me stop you. Let me stop you really fast because um, I had this conversation. I, I think it was in I forget which app it was on. Um, someone was someone mentioned. I think it's I think it's a gentleman named Matt Dembones, but um, he had mentioned how okay if you draft Le'Veon Bell, um, typically if you're going to draft D'Angelo Williams, you're going to pay up for him. Um, so you may pay up for him what in the sixth round, seventh round, eighth round. I mean I don't know where you draft him exactly, but um, do you have to take him or because he mentioned something like you know I'd rather just draft a Giovanni Bernard or you know somebody like that. And just say, screw D'Angelo Williams. I'm going to use this guy. You know, I'll, t- I'll pay up for this guy now because I can use him the whole season um, and not have to worry about it. Do you know what I mean? Um, you know, it's interesting, but the way I look at it, and maybe it's not the right way to look at it, but a lot of people will probably share the same viewpoint I have is is that D'Angelo Williams was a top running back last season, right? With with the with Le'Veon Bell out. So the way I look at it is even you know. I think DeAndre Williams just fits that system very well. I think it complements him. So I don't I'm not worried that he's just getting older, you know, and of course he's always been injury prone, but last season he did pretty well for himself. Yeah, and not to mention Le'Veon Bell can get suspended again, he can get hurt again, and so then, you know exactly it's a little different. <laughs> right. So and then and then, you know, I may even I may even my last my very last pick take Tucson Fitz, Fitzgerald, you know, even as more insurance. Right. Just because I think I think that backfield just it just works, you know, like it's just one of those backfields you look at and you go, okay, like no matter which part of it I have, it's probably going to work. Like it's going to be, it's going to give me the, the numbers I need, you yeah. know, so I'm, I, I'm perfectly fine with that, but I'm perfectly fine with somebody grabbing somebody else other than D'Angelo in the sixth round, like a, like a Gio Bernard or something like that. Like I can totally see that. And uh, it's definitely good to, to think about that and weigh your options. You know, if I'm sitting in the sixth round and I see somebody who has more value for the rest of the season, as opposed to a guy who can fix me up for a few few games, I'll take that guy. But I would like D'Angelo Williams because I again it just makes I you feel better. It just kind of eases your mind. <laughs> yeah, it's a top five, it's a top five running back position, I think, or a spot, I think, with both of them there, Le'Veon Bell and D'Angelo Williams. Gotcha. So that yeah. makes sense, man. I gotcha. All right. The next one is from at JJK, another guy who sends in awesome questions and seems to get his name on every single episode because he does this every <laughs> single week so well. But um, his foul or no foul is Moncrief outscores T.Y. Hilton in PPR. Foul or no foul? Hmm. Wow. Well, he won't have Andre Johnson there to compete. So <laughs> <laughs> That's true. And he won't have Fleener. Uh, that's true. Uh, 
man. A lot of people uh, high on Minecraft this year. A lot of people high. But are a lot on of people too low on Hilton? I don't know. That's that's what I'm thinking. So uh, I'll say foul, but I don't think this guy is off as far as, uh, like I like I see Moncrief being a very uh, big contributor to the offense this season, um, for sure. Because now what is this? His third year, I believe, right? His yeah, third I season? believe. Yeah. So you know, and their their other receiver they got is Philip Dorsett, who I think. If anything, he comes in when T.Y. Hilton's not there. You know, so I think you're going to see Hilton and Moncrief on the field at the same time. And Hilton will draw some of that, you know, number one coverage. So I could see Moncrief getting getting some good numbers. But I don't know if it'll be better than Hilton. Uh, just because, you know, we've seen Luck and Hilton together. That That's Luck's go-to guy, T.Y. Hilton. He'll get him the ball uh, almost first most of the times, if not the tight ends, too. We know how they get involved. I mean, uh, we got uh, Dwayne Allen. You know, he returned as their tight end, so right. he's still there. And, and, you know, he was a big contributor, too, to getting uh, seeing a lot of red zone targets and stuff. So I, I think Moncrief is a great pick. I, I would get him probably as, like, a flex guy. That's where I view him. Wide, you know, uh, yeah, as a flex wide receiver three option for me right now still. Um, but I could see him becoming, like, a, a wide receiver two, like, value after we talk about the season. Yeah. Um, I, I'd, I'd want T.Y. Hill. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, I, I guess, you know, the important – um, the important thing in this in this statement is the PPR aspect of it, of course. Um, Hilton, at least from my perspective, seems kind of like along like the Kelvin Benjamin role and, and other guys where they don't seem to necessarily lead the league in receptions, you know what I mean? But they get a mm-hmm. lot of touchdowns. Um, you know, they have that their quarterback's trust as like their number one guy. Um, but, you know, when it comes to PPR, things do get tricky sometimes, you know, as far as um, who gets more receptions. Because some guys can get these little dink and dunk passes or passes over the middle and just, you know, happen to pass, you know, um, a lot of receptions. So um, it's definitely plausible, like you said. But, um, you know, T.Y. was kind of a favorite option of Andrew Luck. So I don't know if that changes. But um, both super talented guys, both guys, like you said, that are, are certainly worth drafting at a good spot. And um, both are going to be effective, man. But um, we'll see if the uh, the Moncri- Moncrief hype, you know, reigns, reigns supreme here with the uh, T.Y. Hilton hype. You know, I mean, Moncrief hype and the T.Y. Hilton, you know, people are a little bit down on them. But I think it could be a... a a, uh, we could all be a victim of that, um, you know, what have you done for me lately type thing. We've seen Moncrief do it more recently than T.Y. Hilton because he was kind of injured and Andrew Luck was hurt. And so um, I think T.Y. Hilton might bounce back in people's, you know, uh, viewpoint uh, higher than he is right now. You know what I mean? Yeah, I see a bounce back for T.Y. Hilton this season. Yeah, so we'll see how that plays out. And the last one is actually one that I just wanted to throw at you. Um, I've kind of seen it axed all over the place and discussed all over the place and on, and on on websites and podcasts and social media. So the last statement I'm going to throw at you here today is the best, and it's happening because of the Olympics, um, the best athletes in the world don't play in the Olympics. They play in football, foul or no foul. No foul, my friend. That is very true. The best athletes are in football, not in the games in Rio. <laughs> okay. And w- would you choose football over all sports, or do you think basketball has a a, a slight edge on it possibly? Because I've heard people say basketball players even, um, I guess, because of the height and that they're doing those things at that height. Um, you know. Uh, well, I think there's just I, – I, from personally, I mean, again, I've never had, like, you know, NFL or collegiate football training. But I did football in high school, and I can tell you, like, those drills – the experience going through all that. I mean, that's just a, it's a tough, hard hitting, uh, very athletic sport. Right. I mean, yeah, you got your guys being pretty athletic, doing their jumps and stuff and basketball. And, you know, I'm sure their court drills are pretty, 
pretty intense and you know uh collegiate wrestling too i know that's a pretty intense workout there they're pretty athletic as, as well but uh you know i think i think football hands down they just have you know they have to go through the grind of being outdoors too that's also an element always uh for practicing and stuff is that you deal with the outdoor elements so, especially so, like, so you feel that you know, nfl athletes could cross over to the nba easier than nba athletes could cross over to the nfl no, because some of them just don't have the height. Right. Some of them don't, you know, I mean, some of and them just don't plus, have that height. You know, the thing with football is I think it's the most physically demanding sport, no question. Um, you yeah. know, it's the most injury, um, you know, risk in sports. It, you know, has the biggest monsters as far as, like, crazy, you know, strength and, and stuff like this. But, um, you know, you wonder, like, okay, if LeBron played football, how great would he be? You know what I mean? And if you yeah. did the same thing with football players, would any of them be LeBron in basketball? I don't know. You know, I don't think so. Um, right. So, so I it's mean, definitely like Calvin Johnson may. Have. Yeah, maybe. You know what <laughs> I mean? So, so it's so it's an interesting topic. But the the main thing here is that the Olympics, um, you know, is supposed to be our best athletes or every country's best best athletes on display. Um, and then you know they do amazing things. Which don't get me wrong, I'm not trying to slight Olympic athletes. I love them for everything they do, and they are amazing. Um, because I watch them, even stuff in like gymnastics. Like I'm like, how do they do? that with their body you know what i mean so um oh, yeah. there, there's no question that they're amazing at what they do um it's just you know for me it's like um lebron is not trying to be in the olympics you know what i mean could he beat michael phelps if he was a swimmer i don't know you know what i mean um you know these exactly. guys it's all about how you train you know it's all yeah. about what you train and what you're training for you know the, these athletes from the olympics yes they're very very skilled and, and good at what they do and they train very hard and i'm not going to discredit their work ethic and how hard they work to get where they are and how athletic they are. However, though, you know, you could put it, uh, you could take an athlete out of what they're training for and tell them train for the Olympic. They may do better. Right. You don't know. But these but these Olympic athletes, all they're training for is the Olympics. That's exactly. all. The, that, that's it. You know, and, and what it's every uh, four years for the Olympics. So you have you know, a good four years. I'm sure they're doing other things other than just waiting for the Olympics to roll around. Uh, but, you know, but they're training. They're yeah. training. They're yeah, training. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The main thing is, you know, ne neither me or you are, are slighting the Olympic athletes at all. I just, I just no. think it's an interesting <laughs> conversation because it's supposed to be the best athletes in the world, and you know, hypothetically speaking, it's probably not. <laughs> but, um, and, and, and I, I look at it the same way with um, like mixed martial arts. Um, you know, it keeps getting better, and it's because more and more people keep trying to do it. Um, but the best athletes aren't doing mixed martial arts either. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. It's, it, it's one of those things, you know, swimming, mixed martial arts, probably golf, you know, stuff like that. Like, it's just not really the, always the best people trying out for those things because when you're young and you're a kid, like, those aren't the things that, like, spark your interest necessarily. Maybe you want to do the flashy stuff, you know, the basketball team, the football team. And so, you know, those things kind of get pushed to the side. And so, you know, not everybody, you know, that's the best athlete, you know, typically goes that way. They're typically pushed in other directions, especially like you said, in high school, um, we all know, you know, high school coaches and stuff are like, you know, go crazy to try to get the best, you know, biggest guys and the tallest guys and stuff on their team. So um, you're just kind of pushed in a direction typically. And it's not those type of sports usually. So um, I don't want to, I don't want nobody to feel slighted, man. No, it's no shade to the Olympics. I love the Olympic. <laughs> no, athletes. no, no, no shade to the Olympics at all. <laughs> well, man, you made it through the gauntlet. You made it through the Clock Dodgers, you know, yeah, game yeah. shows and, and <laughs> questions. Um, you know, I do always ask my guests um, to leave us with a message. 
um, you know, the, the floor is yours to drop the message however you want, man. Whether you want to give a fancy football advice, whether you want to talk about life, women, money, I don't care what you want to give them, man. Just give our listeners something where, you know, if they've ignored us for the last hour or however long we've spoken, um, that they walk away with this one thing that you're about to tell them. And uh, what would you like to tell them, man? Uh, well, first off, I'd like to tell them uh, thanks for listening to me on Clock Dodgers. And I'm sure you're here for Neil, probably more than me. But that's okay. <laughs> this is the host of the show. <laughs> uh, so, And thank you, Neil, for having me on. I really appreciate it. Uh, one thing I'd like for everybody out there to know is, uh, you know, Neil is involved with uh, our Sleeper Wire Pro-Am League. Uh, he's in there. Uh, we have ourselves. We've got the Fantasy Footballers in there, Fantasy Life app, Sleeper Bot. Um, and of course we're having fans involved in this and we got one spot left open. So, and I just want everybody out there to know you guys can be a part of it. Also the fans from clock Dodgers here can be a part of that, of that league. So the way you do it is we have a, a website to go to gofundme.com slash Rob Jr. And I know what you may, guys may be thinking like, Oh, this guy wants money. No, that's not what's happening here. We're doing this because we have a friend we've told you about Neil who, who deals with chronic Lyme disease. He's bedridden every single day. Uh, and if he's not bedridden, he's in the emergency room going to the hospital, you know, or going to doctors and he's just Terrible. not living a normal. Yeah. He's not living in a normal life. It's just, it's just very sad, but there's treatments out there he can get. And, but you know, they're costly, you know, some of the insurance companies just don't, just don't hand you everything. They can't, they can't afford all those treatments that you need. And, he, and we're trying to raise the money for him. So what you do, you donate $5. That gives you a raffle ticket, a, a one chance to be in this league. And we're going to do the raffle, and we're going to pick who's going to be that last person to be in the league. And you guys can be a part of it. It's just $5 per ticket, so you donate 10 donate 20 That's you know That's two tickets. That's four tickets. So it increases your chances, so the more you give. And remember, it, it's for a great cause. And we have prizes, too. We have some great prizes for you guys to win. So don't think it's just, you know, we're we're giving you everything here. And we're just asking for a little bit. Yeah, really, yeah absolutely. Yeah. And, and it's a good cause. I don't, I don't mean to interrupt you, but it's a good cause. I just yeah. want to make sure people understand this. Um, you know, with Clock Dodgers, that's what we. That's what this is about. You know, I mean, I always say to help people to, you know, brighten someone's day um, to make somebody feel good. And and like you said, um, and I and I mentioned the same story on the Superwire podcast. You know, when you guys invited me to the league, Adam did it a little. It was a little weird. I was like, what is going on here? Um, but <laughs> but you know, I had to be a part of it once he told me, you know, what was going on and what it was for. Um, I did make the. Um, you know, on your podcast, I did say that um, the first three people um, who who do, who do the $5 donation or more, they want to give more, um, if they send me, you know, proof of that, the first three people will get um, Clock Dodgers bracelets uh, with the wristband, wristbands, and that, that stands here as well. So um, anyone who's listening, if you donate $5 or more um, to the GoFundMe, which, um, you know, you can shoot me a link also just so I have it because I want to put it up on the website when I post this sure, uh, sure. podcast and I'm tweeted out or whatever. But um, I want... You know, the first three people who do it um, to either, you know, screenshot and either email me or tweet me that you did it. It has to be a screenshot showing proof that, you you know, confirmation that it was done. Um, and if you do that, the first three people will get clocked out your wristband. So that, again, is just to kind of help push you guys just a little bit more. Just, to, you know, thank you if you do it. Um, so the first three people who do that, that, that stands. All right. Back to you. Nick. Yeah. Yeah. That, <laughs> yeah. No, that, that's great. I mean, we appreciate that. I mean, that's just even more motivation, guys. Just do it. You know, again, it's, we're only asking five dollars. I mean, that, that's all that's all we're asking. So and, you know, do what you can do what you can. And if you do, it's great. And please, if you do leave, leave a donation, just leave your name 
maybe some way to contact you, like your email, um, you know, and we'll we'll get back to you as soon as we can to let you know if you if you've gotten in or not. Absolutely. And and so thank you guys very much for contributing and and doing what you can. It's very much appreciated. Absolutely. Also, um, Nick, before I let you go, I, I was speaking to Adam when he found out that you were coming on. He told me to, to ask you about some things. Um, he said that, um, you know, I was told to ask you about Mr. Wrestling. About what? Mr. Wrestling. Okay. Well, first off, he's he's old, so he doesn't remember things sometimes. <laughs> uh, I did <laughs> I did pro wrestling uh, as Mr. Professional. Mr. That was professional. My okay. Yeah. That so was you actually wrestled, went, like legit wrestled. Like, like, yeah, like I would work for an indie, for an indie wrestling promotion uh, in here in New York. Uh, it was called uh, VPW, Victory Pro Wrestling. And uh, I got in a ring and actually was, you know, I was the bad guy and I tried to get people to boo me and stuff. And it was great. Did That's that pretty for cool. Two years. Yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. So that's pretty awesome. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a big wrestling fan, so that that's you know outside of fantasy football, that's you know when fi- football season's over, I still have wrestling 365 days of the year. So <laughs> absolutely, hey man, that's awesome. That, and it's even cooler that you did it. Yeah, you know I mean that's pretty awesome that you did that. Oh yeah. Yeah, I got to live my dream. It wasn't long, but I did get to live it. <laughs> we might have to talk about that on another episode, man. I'm interested to hear <laughs> some stuff about that. Um, the the other thing, and hopefully he he isn't confused and wrong on this too but he said uh, to mention that you have a marriage coming up uh yes yeah <laughs> no he's not confused about that okay one. good yeah, good because yeah. that would have been embarrassing for me to be like hey man i heard <laughs> you get married and you're like uh actually no man i'm just like recently divorced and it hurts still to talk about this so thank god he wasn't off on this one so i better call my therapist after yeah this, you know? <laughs> so so you are getting married soon yes yes uh, congratulations man Thank you, thank you. Yeah, so November I'll be getting married, and uh, that that'll be it. I'm off the market. <laughs> You're off the market for good, man. That's good stuff. Well, Thanks. you know, like I said, congratulations. Man. That's, I'm always happy to hear you know people in that kind of positive place. So um, that's good stuff, man. Well, let the listeners know um, where they can find you, the podcast you guys do, where they can you know subscribe and download. Let them let, you know do all that promotional stuff really quick. Sure, sure. So uh, yeah, so you guys, if you want to follow me, uh, I'm on Twitter. Um, at Sleepwire Nick, or please follow the Sleepwire main account, which is at Sleepwire Show. Uh, we get back to you guys. You ask any questions, whatever you want. We're also on Sleeperbot. Uh, you can find my personal name on Sleeperbot at SW Nick. Um, so if you guys want to get re- reach me out there, you can get me. Ask me any questions you guys want, and we also have one for at Sleepwire as well on Sleeperbot. Um, you know, you can go find our show Sleeperwire on on iTunes. Uh, we are on Stitcher, Podbean, wherever you can find podcasts. We're available. Uh, go to our website sleeperwire.com. And just again for you guys, uh, the website to try and be a part of the league is GoFundMe.com/slash/RobJR. That's where you donate. So, and any other questions too that maybe you just want to email us, uh, you can reach us at sleeperwire at gmail.com. Awesome, man. I appreciate it. Well, you know, like I said, man, I'm always about helping, you know, fellow podcasters, um, just fellow, you know, people in general, man. It's not just about, you know, podcasting or fantasy football, but just people in general. So I do appreciate you guys coming on. I do. I know that my Clock Dodger listeners and my fam- Clock Dodgers family are going to support you guys and help you guys out with the uh, the cause. So um, I was excited to have you on. It was a great talk. I really appreciate it, man. And well, thank uh, you for having me. Absolutely. Of course, man. You have a great day. All right, man. Thanks. You too. No problem. Talk to you later. 
man shout out to nick i appreciate you coming on bro um it's always good talking to you um shout out to all the guys at sleeper wire sleeper bot um you guys are some some good folks man so um shout out to everybody there shout out to everybody uh, fancy life app um twitter instagram uh, anyone who's hitting up clockdodgers.com all you guys that are um interacting with me um everyone who's writing for clockdodgers.com and contributing there i really appreciate it um those who have come on the podcast and helped me out um you know getting the knowledge out to the people and entertaining the people um, i really appreciate it so thank you to anybody if i if i for some reason have forgotten to say your name and a thank you i apologize it's definitely not my intention um a lot of good information there in that podcast of course you know like i mentioned earlier with the with the with the questions that i get and the foul or no fouls and um it's really cool because it gives you that you know it's not just questions that you're thinking about or you know what the experts are saying on tv this is like what the underbelly is saying you know the people are wondering these things you know what i mean and 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 so it's super useful uh when you guys and super helpful when you guys contribute in that way with sending in questions, foul or no fouls. Um, I do get a lot, so it's hard to get every single buddy in on every single one, um, but I try my best. And if you, if you didn't hear your question on this show, I promise I'm going to you know, keep trying my best to get to them um, because I, I use them for you know different podcast episodes. I use them for articles. I, I use them for all kinds of stuff. So um, you know, keep just keep listening. You're, 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 you'll eventually get in there somewhere where it makes sense. Sometimes I hold it for certain guests, um, depending on if there's... Uh, more value to hear it from a certain person um, because they specialize in something maybe or I know they have strong opinions on something so uh, yeah just just keep listening keep tuning in keep subscribing downloading each episode um, support the sponsors of the show of course no halftime I really appreciate it guys they have preseason football on there there's really no excuse for you to be waiting any longer this is it man don't don't wait to open a day you know what I mean get on there now um, send me some challenges my way. Uh, I got some leagues going on in there. I'm thinking about setting up some leagues also, um, for different kinds of stuff, um, prizes, charity stuff, different things on there. So it's best to just get in there now, you know, let me know you registered. Let me know you signed up on there and we can make some stuff, stuff uh, some, some good things happen. You know what I mean? So no halftime, no halftime.com download the app, even on your iTunes, uh, store, your, your, um, Android, you can go to the website and download it. Um, use the code promo code clock c-l-o-c-k when you sign up and you're gonna get ten dollars instantly it's the least i can do for you guys um for you know supporting the sponsors because that's that's big here um, we're all about supporting each other same thing with sleeper wire big shout out to those guys they've been cool ever since i've been you know ever ever, ever since i got introduced to them um they're doing you know the the good the good work for the charity league that's very cool of them um they have a good podcast they had me on their show um and they just got a good community going over there as well. So big shout out to them. Um, I got a lot of good guests coming up in the near future, guys. Um, I know I know a lot of guys. Some, some people are in Dynasty Leagues with me. Um, or some people are really into Dynasty Leagues, but they're not talked about as much. Um, or you got specialized podcasts, though, that are good for them. but And specialized websites and stuff like that. So I do have um, a guest coming up soon for that. Um, as well as some other stuff that obviously isn't fantasy football. I got some more guests lined up for that. And, you know, the fancy football stuff happens every week. So every weekend. So you don't have to worry about that. That's always coming. Um, you know, again, if you guys, um, you know, want to contribute, clockdodgers.com, always looking for some assistance there. Um, just put up some new stuff. By the time you hear this, there should be a new top 100 census rankings up there. Swagzilla. Shout out to Swag. Uh, Shane doing a good job there, man. That art, that article should be up by the time you hear this. 
Um, so if you haven't checked it out, you are definitely missing out on some valuable information um, just in time for your drafts. Uh, as well as, you know, scheduling uh, your strategy for how the season's going to play out. You're going to want to check out that top 100. We will have um, more rankings, um, all kinds of uh, analysis for fantasy football. That's going to keep hopping. If you are interested in writing or contributing to ClockDodgers.com, I urge you to hit up my DMs on Twitter at ClockDodgers, hit up my DMs on Instagram at ClockDodgers, or just email me, ClockDodgers at gmail.com. I'm always looking for talented people who want to contribute, uh, who want to get their voices heard some more out there and give some good information. You know what I mean? I, Clock Dodgers is about sharing information and connecting with people. So if you can do that, then there's a place for you here. You know what I mean? So um, just hit me up. Don't be worried about it. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm open to talking to anybody about anything. So um, send all your ideas that way. Uh, as far as football... Preseason games are actually happening right now. Um, stuff that there, there's obviously games that we didn't touch on on this episode because we recorded it before um, the games were done for this week. Um, so there's some games going on that, you know, obviously we didn't talk about. It's preseason, though, and we discussed with you guys already, um, you know, how much stock you want to take into that. It's, it's totally up to you. Um, you. You guys heard our, our feelings on that, so you know how we feel about it. Um, Big shout out to anybody who's in a league with me. I'm in too many to name. Um, so big shout out to anybody who's in a league with me. We are going to have a lot of fun. I promise you that. Um, so, so uh, you know, let, let's let's get on it, guys. The, the only thing I ask of you guys is if you can please spread the word of the Clock Dodgers podcast. Please, you know, get someone else to subscribe to it. A family member, a friend, someone in a league with you. Um, someone you think would be interested in hearing the non-football stuff. Yeah, I mean, the non-fantasy stuff. The... Uh, you know, all the, all, the, all the cool, interesting conversations we have. Try to get some more people onto that. Uh, whether you want to, you know, send a message out on Twitter, um, on, on the communities that you're at, the message boards you're on. You'd be surprised how one message, how far that would go for this, for this show. Um, the more people we get involved, the funner this is. And that's just, that's just the end of the way. That's just how it is. You know what I mean? The more people involved, the funner this is, the better this gets. Um, so let's make that happen, guys. Um, I'm not going to do any um, football talk really here at the end just because there was so much of it on this episode and there's so much more coming. Um, like I said, I got a, a lot of your guys' questions and foul or no fouls and stuff that I have I still have to get to. I have to sort through them and figure out um, the best places for them. So I'm not going to jump into that kind of stuff on this episode. Um, as always, guys, all I ask of you as far as people is to be a good person. Yeah, you know I mean, it's, it's a message on every episode. Be a good person. Make someone's day. Make somebody smile today. You have that power. You have that power to make someone smile today. So use it in the best way possible. You know what I mean? Prove to us we put that power in the right hands. Make somebody's day today. Fight for good. Do the right thing. And I'll see y'all next time. Be kind, be great, and keep dodging. Y'all know the deal. Let's go. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to stop by clockdodgers.com and follow us on Twitter.